you know, it's been a while since I've done a solo here on the podcast, but it's really nice to be back with you. It's really nice to collect my thoughts for a little bit and get back on here and share a couple lessons. So today I want to talk about the mission and how very vital it is for each one of us to be on a mission and to take that mission up with a common enemy. I never really knew how important that was until just recently. But through these recent endeavors of mine, the scales have been removed from my eyes. Leaders are not born in a womb. They are forged through heat and a whole lot of sweat. The Fireforge Leader Podcast serves the audience through exploring leadership at work, in the community, and with the family, using a practical perspective and real-life experiences from the host, Steve Baumgartner, and his guests in The Forge. Now, it's time to enter The Forge with the Fireforged Leader. What is up, leaders? I'd like to welcome you back to the Fireforge Leader Podcast. I'm Steve Baumgartner, your host, and I'd like to take you on a journey of the forge where we're going to explore lessons learned on the front lines leadership. A friend of mine, Ben Owen, loves this verse from Isaiah. And it simply goes, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. Now I'm going to spice that up just a little bit, though, with a little bit of my own wording. And these words are words that came to me when I when I hear Ben speaks speak those words out of Isaiah. And these are the words that come to me. In a moment that sent shivers down my spine, I was suddenly captivated by the commanding voice of the Almighty. It echoed through the depths of my soul, leaving no room for doubt or hesitation. The question hung in there, daring me to step forward and embrace the unknown. And with a surge of courage, I found myself unable to resist the call, declaring with unwavering determination, here I am, send me. Now, if we wake up for even a moment, we just simply wake up and we lift our heads up out of the sand and we just look out, we're going to see a cesspool, a cesspool, I said, of immorality, corruption, laziness, you name it. There is no lack. 
So we don't have to look very hard to find an enemy to fight. But it does take opening our damn eyes and taking a look. Now here's the facts. Mankind has its head so far buried in the sand in today's world. Most people are totally oblivious to the evil that is fully abundant in this world. They would rather sit here and stroll and look at their little cat videos and stupid bullshit online than taking any sort of action. And I prove that. I posted a saved animals type post one time. And it got reposted, shared, liked, you name it, commented on. But people, except for a certain group of people on the same mission, most people ignore the things that I post about pornography. They ignore the things that I post about trafficking, the abuse, most of the things that are are a little bit of a dark nature. They're the things that we should care about most in society. But yet we want to see the cat videos. So great. We all went out and we thanked a vet on November 11th. Yay! Good job! All right. So what about the 22-plus vet suicides every day? What are you doing about that? What about the people who are trapped in addiction? What about the people who are on fentanyl, which also is getting flooded across our borders by our enemies? It is an unconventional war. They're pushing this across our borders. What about the people that I talk about who are in modern-day slavery? What about the war on children that's currently happening? What about the attacks on family, marriage, and on the household? There's plenty to fight out there. There is no lack of an enemy. But once again, we need to open our eyes. All right. So let me tell you the other side of it as well. The other side of it involves picking up your sword, putting on your armor, and getting into that battle, fighting the same fight with other people. So I'm going to tell you some of the lessons that I've recently learned, all right? And I learned these through this series that I did titled Step Into the Fray, which is an entire 12-part series about human exploitation, and trafficking. As many of you, as many of you know, this show is a leadership podcast. And I generally focus on leadership at work, 
the home and out in the community. And that comes with a certain type of guest most of the time. So little old me here. I was out there interviewing some great people on the front lines leadership, right? And these are great, great men and women. I was making my rounds with, you know, military people such as special forces and Navy SEALs. Three great men that automatically come to mind are Drago Zero, one of my favorite guests of all time, by the way. Nick Lavery, an amazing human being, and Ray Cash Care, just a pure energy ball, right? But three great leaders, and there's been many more. But through having all these high-end military personnel on the podcast, I had this guy who kept on coming in in my LinkedIn feed. This man's name is Kevin Metcalf. And the only reason he started coming up in my feed is because of some of these other connections. So I started seeing some of Kevin's posts about protecting children. Things that he was doing in child trafficking arenas. And I was liking some of his posts. I was reading some of his posts. But I wasn't thinking too much about it, to be honest with you. Because, eh, that stuff happens over there. It doesn't happen in my backyard. Then I see this movie. And I'm not even going to mention it. I'm not going to tell you the name of it. I'm not going to give it any credence. But it's one that focused on child trafficking. Which, and this is the reason why I'm not going to mention it, in retrospect, this movie was completely overdone. It wasn't very realistic. And it certainly doesn't look like trafficking looks like in the United States. But at that time, I was taken hook, line, and sinker by this plot. So I reached out to Kevin right after watching this movie and I'm like, oh, we got to do something. We got to do something. I need to know more. And I laugh about this now because, damn, I was pompous at the time. When I first interacted with Kevin, I remember citing that movie. And I remember telling him, it's time we blow the lid off this thing, right? (laughs) You know, telling him that we needed to get the word out. Well, little did I know at the time, because I really didn't know who Kevin was. But Kevin is a tremendous leader in this space. And he's way more of a professional in this field than those people emphasized in the movie. I could tell you that. But I thank God to this day that Kevin is also very humble, very humble. And he also must have seen something in me because despite what he thought at the time, and he hasn't told me to this day what he thought of 
about that. But despite what he thought about me and what he thought about that movie, right? Because he shares some of the same thoughts that I do. He answered my message. He's like, yeah, let's have that conversation. Let's talk, right? And Kevin's no stranger to hard conversations. So I think, you know, just thinking about it, that's probably why he was going to have this conversation because he wanted me to know the truth and not what I saw on the silver screen. He didn't even know me, but cared about me enough to do that. So that conversation is etched into my brain. He taught me so many things. He taught me about sextortion, traded media, and really what trafficking looks like. And I'm never going to forget the things that he told me that day. He made a tremendous impact on me. But I'm going to take you to the end of that podcast episode. And if you haven't listened to that one, you definitely need to. Actually, listen to the entire series. Everybody is phenomenal. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm just recovering from some bronchitis here. But at the end of that episode, I asked Kevin the same thing that I ask many guests who make an impact on me. And that question simply is this. Kevin? Can you tell me three other names of people who you believe that I should talk to? And Kevin gave me a couple names. And I distinctly remember those names being Ben Owen, Anna George, and Susie Viberall. And he mentioned a few others that I didn't reach out to at the time, but I ended up, up reaching out to after a little bit of time. But I started researching these three people. I started looking them up online, seeing what they did, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, why did Kevin connect me to these three people? Now, Ben Owen, I'll tell you, I actually knew who he was. I didn't know who he was, but I'd seen him online. I tried to contact Ben a couple of different times. Ben, I just called you out, by the way. Anyhow, you know, I thought that Ben Owen was a meme, to be honest with you. But, you know, I had him on my feed. I just hadn't paid much attention, right? So from here, I don't care what your religious beliefs are, but at this point, I'm going to tell you, that the Lord straightened the path for me. You know, my my initial design for this was that Kevin was going to be a single episode like every other one. But when he hooked me up with these people, the Lord helped me to realize that could not be the case. This was much bigger than one episode. So I listened to that call. 
And with his help, I put the series together. And if you haven't listened to it, it's a four-part series, 12 different guests. It focuses on lived experience experts, warriors who are out there fighting on many different fronts. It focuses on people who are in the healing business. And then finally, it focuses on technology. And then I wrap it all up with someone who's in um, the work of men's work. So here's what I truly learned out of all of this. We as humans need to be on a shared mission. It's essential for our lives and our society. And it reminds me of a quote by G. Michael Hopp that states, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Let me say that one more time. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. All right. So let me just kind of show you where we're at in that cycle. And it can be proven time and time and time again in history. We've had some pretty good, pretty good times, right? I mean, there's been some damn good times. Those good times have created a lot of weak people out in society that aren't on a common mission. And from that, the hard times are back upon us, which even more emphasizes why we all need to get on missions together. These weak people are the people out there that take advantage of other people. They might seem like they're on a common mission, but they're not. All they're doing is trying to take power away from everybody else so that they can continue to be weak. Second thing is, is when you're in a common mission with other people, the bonds with these other people get very tight, very quick. Have you ever noticed when people go to war together, how close they become in such a short amount of time? They go on one mission. And I mean, some of these, some of these guys like Drago. He has very deep bonds with some of the other SEALs that he worked with. And some of them he worked with for a very short time period. But it was because they were on a common mission with a common enemy. The same is true for people on mission trips. It's true for some people on sports teams and many other things, right? 
So the sports teams, you can debate that. NFL, for example, these people, you know, combat each other all the time, get, you know, competitive when they switch teams or what have you. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these people who were on a wrestling team in high school, who were on a football team in high school. This is something that I missed out on in my own life. I was too busy being a jackass, really. You know, I was out there using drugs and and partying and, you know, being a rebel and all those things during high school. And I missed out on that. So my bonds with people throughout high school are not very strong. But in this Step Into the Fray series, I've met some amazing friends that now I know will be friends for life because we're on a common mission with a common enemy. And to be honest with you, there's some of the just damn best people I've ever known in my life. And I've got to know them deeply through this mission. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I absolutely love these people that I was on this mission with. I don't, I can't tell you a day that's gone by that I haven't contacted Ben Owen. Next thing is, is I don't know the last time I felt this alive. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong with this. I love being a husband. I love being a father. I love being a leader. All those things are top in my book. But being on this mission, there was a new sense within me, something that made me feel alive because I was on this mission. I know why I was called into it. I understand that I'm here for a reason. Which brings me into the last point, which is a sense of purpose. We hear people say it time and time and time again. What are we here for? What's the purpose of life? At this point in time, I know mine. Do you know yours? Do you know your mission? Do you know your enemy? So to wrap this all up, ladies and gentlemen, I urge you to take up your mission. Find your enemy and take up your mission. So leaders, you have come here to once again to listen to a message. But listening is not enough. What are you going to apply this week, this month, or this year? What mission are you going to take up? 
Remember, when you become a better leader, you become a better spouse, a better parent. You become a better coworker, and ultimately, the people that other, others want to follow. So I urge you to grow in your leadership skills and to do it for your family, do it for your community, do it for the ones that you lead at work. But above all, do it for yourself. Lead with intent, my friends. So, once again, if you appreciate what you heard here today, I invite you to leave a rating and review and to smash that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. I want you to continue to join us here in the Forge as we bring you lessons learned on the front lines of leadership. Now, I will tell you at the end of this, I know that I need to do more work in the trafficking space. But I also know that I need to keep this fire alive. I've been called to do these series. So be on the lookout because there's more to come. You have just experienced the heat and pressure of the forge. Remember, words without action are meaningless. Now, after the heat of the forge, shape your thoughts, quench your brain, then put your new tools to use, adding to your leadership. Tune in next week for more lessons from the forge. Thank you.